Hi, everyone, and welcome to the American Constitutionalist. I'm Jeff Tokar, your host, and with me is Cliff DeCamp, the American Constitutionalist. Main purpose is to defend and champion a return to the original intent and meaning of the United States Constitution. In addition, we at the American Constitutionalist are not afraid to mix politics and religion because we believe in America. They're inseparable. America was built as a Judeo-Christian nation, and history proves it. Yet, even though we were built on the Christian principles of the Bible as a Judeo-Christian nation, our founding fathers and framers of our Constitution still left you with the freedom of choice in religion. Well, in this episode of TAC, we're going to talk about the government and its need to keep running, and they throw another omnibus bill at us. We're going to talk about those we lost in 2022 and movies of 2022. And you're asking yourself, how does that all tie together at the American Constitutionalist? Well, stay with us. I think you're going to enjoy this episode, and I will tie it all together for you at the end. Well, to keep the government running, Cliff, in late December, Congress passed a $1.5 trillion omnibus bill. It included a 6.7 increase for non-defense discretionary spending, which was the largest increase in non-defense programs in four years. We've raised the national debt to surpass $31 trillion. Back in November, it cost $103 billion to maintain the debt. That was 11% of our federal spending. And Cliff, we talked about how generation after generation, they've kicked the debt down the road. They've kicked that can down the road. And we believe the can has hit the wall and it's gone through the wall. And with this continued spending, I think we're going to be in big trouble in America. You look at you and I. If we took our credit cards and paid for everything and kept paying on credit cards and never made payments on that and kept paying and paying and then maybe started to pay some of the interest, there's going to be a breaking point to where those companies just shut us down and force us into bankruptcy. I think it's the same thing with the United States of America. We keep spending and spending and spending. There's going to be a breaking point, and it may not be far away. But here we go. Another spending bill. It was urgent. We had to get it done before uh, we went into the Christmas recess, and we're putting more debt on the American people. One of the things that uh, is amazing about this, and if you look in uh, some of the details of it, and uh, I'm just going to touch on one point very quickly, and that was that uh, they've given money to uh, to our border, to the southern border, but it's not for enforcement. It's for just processing people so that they can move them around the country. Um, and they very specifically earmarked, uh, I don't know, it was like $400 million dollars. And that $400 million is just for processing. It has nothing to do with enforcement. It's not to stop anyone. It's not to, you know, reinstate Title 42 or to, to, to uh, help with that. It's not to have this uh, stay in Mexico policy if you're going to claim asylum. It's none of that. It's not creating, uh, you know, doing anything with the border wall. It's none of those things. The only thing that it's going to do is to be able to process more people more quickly and send them around the country. That's what they did. But in that same omnibus bill, they gave almost an equivalent amount. Actually, it was slightly more amount. I think it was more like $480 million protect the borders of a bunch of countries outside the United States for border enforcement. Yeah. So we can't enforce the borders here or give money to enforce the borders here, but we can give it to other countries so that they can be secure in their country uh, while we're not secure in ours. That is the uh, the epitome of hypocrisy, and it is just you know criminal 
that the United States Senate and you know a large number of uh, of United States senators who classify themselves as Republican but clearly are not um, passed this. Uh, you know when it came to Congress, House of Representatives, it was pretty much party line vote. But when it came to the Senate, you know they there were people that voted for it. So we had people like Mitch McConnell, obviously, Lindsey Graham. Uh, these are uh, you know Rob Portman from Ohio. Of course, Rob Portman was going to vote for anything uh, that would increase the budget because he's not running for re-election. He doesn't have to worry about, you know, uh, anything. He's not running for re-election, um, so he he could care less at this point. But uh, you know, we've had these people uh, say, "Well, we got everything that we were looking for from the Republican side of things." You had Mitch McConnell saying, "Well, you know, the major we got the major thing in this omnibus bill." That Republicans were looking for, and that is money for Ukraine. How in the world, you know? I think Mitch McConnell is the only Republican that wanted money for Ukraine at this point in time. Um, that, that you know, that wasn't the priority for this uh, omnibus uh, budget. So, uh, you know, once again, the American taxpayer gets screwed over, and um, and and we spent money that we really don't have. And one of the things we're a proponent of is downsizing the federal government and bringing the power back to the states and local communities. And that includes keeping the tax dollars in the states and local communities and the government not making all these spending bills and taxing us more and doing things that don't benefit the people in the states and local communities. Yeah, there's some things that may be good, but that needs to be up to the state. And this is stuff that needs to keep the government running. This is this is emergency stuff that we have to have done. And I'm just gonna read you some of the, the titles. I've got seven pages of a minor breakdown of what is being paid in this bill. And of course, support for public schools. Yeah, we're for that, but we don't want the federal government doing it. We want the states to do it. College access and affordability, making housing more affordable and safe, child care and early child education, preventing homelessness for vulnerable households, climate change in the environment, supporting our veterans and investing in our troops, that, yeah, the federal government needs to be on top of that. Investing in science research and development, I'm for that. Strengthening police community relations and supporting law enforcement. Oh, now, when you need the votes, you wanna support the police. When you talk about defunding them, what we've seen over the last two years. Opioid and substance abuse. America has been attacking drugs and drugs coming in this country as long as I can remember my whole life and we haven't put a dent into it. We've got a problem there. Mental health. Yeah, we have a problem with mental health. We closed all our mental institutions. We need to go back to that so we can help people. We can help people that are addicted to drugs and alcohol and other things in their life to try and get them clean and get them productive in life. Addressing food insecurity, public health and preparedness. And here's a great one. I'm for it though. Wildland fire and fire prevention. Uh, retiring as a professional firefighter for the majority of my life, I'm for that. I know we need that. And then uh, some rebuilding of our highways. And these are all things that were needed to keep our government running. How many things in there really now, when you get down to it, is to keep the federal government running? Yes, there's things that me that may need to be addressed and done, but that needs to be with the states and the local communities where they're more in touch with those people, not the federal government, because there's a lot of other pork that is in all this in between the lines. And so 
we talk about a lot of things at the American Constitutionalist, and as we get into 2023, we're going to really start giving you the programs and things that need to be done to right this ship. And this kind of spending is unnecessary. We've got to balance our budget. We've got to eliminate our debt, or we're going to wreck this ship called the USS America. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time harping on that as we move into 2023. And, and I do this every year, but I want to reflect on 2022. One of the first things I do in our podcast of the new year is talk about those who we've lost that have passed away. And these are the people um, that have passed on that uh, most of you may know or may not know or may not be aware that have passed on. But I just like to share this in reflection. And it's not exclusive. I just picked some of the names off the list that you might recognize. Of course, Pope Benedict passed away. He resigned in 2013 for health reasons. He was 95. Queen Elizabeth, we all know about her passing. Mikhail Gorbachev. Uh, Barbara Walters recently, she didn't even make it to the end of 2022, very close. She died at 93. She was a pioneer for women in journalism. Anita Pointer of the Pointer Sisters passed away. A neat story on that, Cliff. Um, I love the Pointer Sisters. They were a great singing group. I was at Disneyland years, years, probably 25, 30 years ago with my sister and a friend. And we'd been in the park all day and we sat on a bench. It was dusk. And we were tired. I mean, we were hitting the park hard all day. And so we sat on a bench that faced the river that goes through there where they have the old paddle boat that goes and it's a ride or attraction. And we were sitting there just resting. And we look off to our right. Here comes this barge. And this barge comes up and it stops literally right in front of where we're sitting on this bench. It was the Pointer Sisters. We had over a two-hour concert front row listening to them. And it was one of the most <laughs> fabulous concerts I've ever heard. And it was just by a fluke. So uh, I loved the Pointer Sisters. They were a great group. Uh, Marvin Aday. Do you know who Marvin Aday is, Cliff? Uh, Nobody would. Yeah, I don't know. You wouldn't recognize the name? Meatloaf. You know that, don't you? Oh, yeah, Meatloaf. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't know his normal name. Here's another one I love, the old uh, show Cheers, Kirstie Alley. She passed yep. away. Another great comedian, Louis Anderson. He was really funny. Uh, John Aniston, Jennifer Aniston's dad, passed away. Mm -hmm. James Caan. You remember James Caan in a, yep. a lot of the big movies, Godfather? And I think, wasn't he with Burt Reynolds in The Longest Yard a long time ago? I'm not sure, but James Caan, you know him. A uh, singer, Irene Cara. Flashdance, great movie. Uh, remember, What a Feeling, yep. Irene Cara. Uh, Robbie Coltrane, he was in the James Bond films and played Hagrid in Harry Potter. A lot of the younger oh, yeah. generation yeah. might remember him. Coolio, uh, a lot of music fans will remember Coolio. Here's a big one, too. I loved her. She was funny, made great commercials, great shows. Betty White. Betty White died this past year. And let me tell you, if you want to see one of her last films, and it is awesome it's on the hallmark channel and it'll be coming out uh in february probably valentine's it's a valentine's movie and it's called the lost valentine phenomenal probably one of the best hallmark movies of all the movies they make and betty white is in it you gotta see it it's it's just a it's a tearjerker and it'll grab your heart at the end i loved it emilio delegado he was lewis on sesame street how many people listening to this podcast grew up on Sesame Street or their kids did? Yeah. We lost an, another person 
uh, neighborhood, Bob Johnson on Sesame Street. Bob McGaff passed away in 2022. Here's a big name, Bill Fitch. What a basketball player. And you live in Cleveland. You know that he was the first head coach in Cleveland Cavalier history, Bill yep. Fitch. Um, country music star Mickey Gilly inspired the, the film Urban Cowboy and had a big uh, place here in Texas. Comedian Gilbert Gottfried. How can you forget him? He played in a lot of <laughs> movies and uh, he was the voice of Lago in Aladdin. Estelle Harris. She was George Costanza's mom on Seinfeld. And I didn't know this. She was the voice of Mr. Potato Head on Toy Story. Wow. <laughs> didn't know that. Um, Liz Sheridan, also from Seinfeld. She played Jerry's mom. So we lost two of those cast members. Here's a big one you and I grew up with. Franco Harris, Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, yeah. Yep. What a great football player. And unfortunately, from Ohio State, uh, Dwayne Haskins Jr. passed away down in Florida yep. this last year. Got hit by that truck. Uh, what a sad story that is. Taylor Hawkins, the drummer from the Foo Fighters. Everybody was Kung Fu fighting. That's probably <laughs> one of their only greatest hits. How about this? Another Ohio uh, tie. Howard Hessman. You remember him? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Dr. Johnny Fever. Johnny on Fever. KRP yep. in Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great one. Man, Naomi Judd of the Judds mm. hated losing her. Sally Kellerman. She was the original role that played Major Hot Lips Hulohan on MASH. Yep. She passed away. Alan Ladd Jr. He was he greenlighted the original Star Wars. Here's one that a lot of our generation will remember. Angela Lansbury. Murder yep. She Wrote. Here's a great musician. Jerry Lee Lewis. Great <laughs> Balls of Fire. He was a good one. Ray Lyota, Shoeless Joe Jackson and Field of Dreams, and a lot of other great movies. You'd recognize them. Another country, Loretta Lynn. Wow, yep. big name. How about this? C.W. McCall. His hit song was Convoy. Breaker, breaker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he passed away. Here's another big name. Christine McVeigh, Fleetwood Mac. What a great group. Astronaut James uh, McDivitt. Oh, man. We were all in love with this one when we were teenagers. Olivia Newton-John. Grease. Uh, Nichelle Nichols. Lieutenant Uhura on Star Trek. She was great, man. You'd recognize her face if you saw her in a heartbeat. Yep. A big one when I was a kid. One of the world's greatest soccer players to me ever, Pele. Yep. Yep. Boy, he, he was my first real introduction to soccer when I was young. How boy, how about this? Gaylord Perry. He was an <laughs> Indians pitcher and seven other major league teams. He was one of 10 pitchers with 300 wins and 3,000 strikeouts. And you might remember him from this. You remember the umpire coming out to the mound and talking to him and lifting his hat, and he had substance on the inside of the bill of his hat? Yeah, he uh, had Vaseline. That's what it was. Yeah, throwing those funny balls. Yep. Sidney Poitier, he was a great actor. Uh, Dan Reeves played for the Cowboys, was a coach for the Broncos. I met him one time in a restaurant. He was a, he was a really nice guy. Ivan Reitman, screenwriter for Ghostbusters and Animal House. Hmm. Uh, Peter Robbins, he was the original voice of Charlie Brown. 
We all grew up with Charlie Brown. Another great basketball player. How about this? Bill Russells, the Celtic great. We lost him. Here's here's another name. You'll Bob Saget from Full House. Oh my gosh, that's right. Yeah. A comedian, America America Home Videos. Man, Bob Saget. Vince Scully, sportscaster, was the voice of the Dodgers. I loved him. He was a great play-by-play man. Tony Sirisco, he was Polly on The Sopranos. And Ivana Trump was a model and fashion designer. So those are some of the big names of 2022 who we lost. And I'm going to mention that again here in a minute. Now, tell me, these are the movies, the big movies of 2022. I think on the list, I saw one. And that was something I was listening to a uh, person talk on a talk show host this last week about, and that the generations coming out now don't go to the movies. And those big time stars in Hollywood aren't getting the jobs. I mean, everything's going to streaming and watch on demand and, and that technology is changing, but here's, here's the movies, the Batman, which I can't believe I missed. I usually see all the Batman movies, Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness. I've heard of it. You've heard of this next one Thor, love and thunder. This next one, I saw it and, and man, I had to see it cause I love it. Top gun Maverick. Yeah. I saw that one in the theater too. Yeah, it was great. It was great. And you know, the, it was one of those, uh, that I actually went into an old time theater and saw it. huge screen, just, you know, one screen theater. Um, and it was great to see the movie there. Yeah, my wife and I saw it on the big screen. That's the only place to see a movie like that. It, it was just wonderful. Here's a huge one, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I know that was a blockbuster. The North Man, The Gray Man, everything, everywhere, all at once. Death on the Nile and a movie called X. I saw one in the theater and I haven't seen any of the others. A lot of it is I don't have time, um, but I've heard of some of them. But those were the big movies. Now, Kelly and I did wind out 2022. We always go to see a movie over Christmas. And uh, we went and saw the Whitney Houston movie, I Want to Dance with Somebody. Let me tell you, I love movies that have some kind of truth to them as far as they actually happen. Now, you know, Hollywood embellishes them, but I love to go to those kind of movies. And the actress that played Whitney Houston, uh, Naomi Aki, she's a British actress. In my opinion, she knocked it off the charts. She did a fabulous job. And you need to see this movie. It was it was really it was really well done. And and Whitney Houston to me, man, she's one of the greatest singers of all time. And to me, there will be no one ever to sing the national anthem like she did at the Super Bowl game. It was it was just unbelievable. And they talk about that in the movie. So uh, you need to see that. And, I, you know, that's so I can say I went and saw two movies at the theater this past year. I saw two as well. I saw What's Death the, on the Nile. <laughs> did you? Okay. Yeah. Did you like Very it? Very good. Yeah. It's an Agatha Christie story. So it was right up my alley. I, that's, I love Agatha Christie. So You look at some of the big movies over the past decade and the lives of the people who you thought had it all. They had fame, money, and success. They had it all. Whitney Houston, wow, it's just so sad to me. They had all the comfort and happiness life can offer. I just mentioned Whitney Houston. 
There was a movie out, Elvis. I saw that. Unbelievable. Freddie Mercury of Queen. And I could go on and on and on and on about these people. You thought, man, the money, the fame, the fortune, the success, they've got it all. But look at how either the bad influences or bad choices in life took their life. Bad choices lead to chaos, collapse, and to some of these stars, the destruction of their life. I love that quote I shared with you before. I don't know where it came from. We don't choose the life we live. We choose our habits and our habits choose our life. These people and others had it all, but it didn't bring them lasting happiness. And no one will find the lasting happiness they are seeking in the comforts of this world. All those we have lost in 2022, all those who we thought had it all only to rob their life of its fullest ended this chapter of life, but now must face the next. You may say, oh, come on, next life. Yes, everyone and everything in this life is temporal and there's more to come. In addition, the choices we make in this life affect the next. You have a choice. Christians like me believe in Jesus, the one whose birth we just celebrated at Christmas. I believe he was born of a virgin, was crucified for our sin, was buried, rose again, ascended to heaven, and is coming again. And by believing in him, asking for forgiveness of sin, asking him to come into your heart and your life, you will have eternal life with him and his kingdom of heaven. But to deny him is eternal separation from him in a literal place called hell. Yes, you have a choice. Everyone we mentioned that was lost in 2022 made that choice and are now sealed to that choice. You may say that's all horse hockey. Well, if I'm wrong, I'm not. And you're right, then the life I chose to live as a Christian has at the very minimum brought unification, hope, peace, grace, mercy, comfort, and happiness to me and my family, and I have nothing to lose. But if I'm right, I am. And you choose not to believe. You have everything to lose for eternity. That's your choice. It's your accountability. It's your responsibility. Are you willing to bet your eternity on it? As a nation, we were built on the principles and precepts of God's holy word, the Bible, to be a Judeo-Christian nation. You have heard me say repeatedly in 2022 that it was the plumb line our nation was built upon to be a moral and just nation and society. We have left that plumb line in the self-indulgent quest for money, power, and control to dominate our own life in total disregard for God. Bad choices as a nation are leading us into chaos, collapse, and even eventual destruction. If we do not right the course of this ship we call America, it will sink and die as the nation of life, liberty, and freedom we have so long enjoyed. I believe that too many good Americans are asleep, living in their life of comfort. The ship has not been rocked enough to get them involved. It may take crisis to get their attention to what is going on, but then it may be too late. As God instructed, Noah built an ark in the middle of nowhere. There had never been something called rain. He built it on faith. Noah was most likely mocked, ridiculed, and ostracized. But one day it rained, and it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. And all those who mocked him, all those who ridiculed him, all those who ostracized him perished. They did not believe. They did not heed the warning. Please hear me, America. 
The ship is filling with water. It will sink if corrective action is not taken now. God does not need America. America needs God. Unfortunately, it may take a crisis to recognize that. It may take a national catastrophic incident to get the attention of every American to right the ship, to focus on the precious freedoms of which we have been blessed. Bremerton High School football coach Joseph Kennedy was suspended from his position by the Washington School because he voluntarily prayed on the football field after the games. He took his case all the way to the Supreme Court where he won his job and right to pray. Recently, we saw a very healthy athletic NFL football player for the Buffalo Bills, Damar Hamlin, collapse in cardiac arrest on the field right before America's eyes on Monday Night Football. Immediately, what did the teams do? What were fans, including me across America, doing? They dropped to their knees, praying to God for mercy and healing. A time of crisis and tragedy brought us to our knees, seeking the divine intervention of God. What happened in America after the 9-11 attacks? We were on our knees praying for mercy and healing for America. A time of crisis and tragedy brought us to our knees, seeking the divine intervention of God. Since then, America has left God. Unfortunately, I believe that it will take another crisis and tragedy for America to wake up. The treatment for cancer patients takes them to the threshold of death before recovery, if they recover. The treatment to recover America may take us to the threshold of death as a nation, if we can even recover. You know, but as a Christian, I'm not worried because I know I have eternal victory in life and God through Jesus, my Lord and Savior. But I still want America to survive. I love the nation God has blessed us with. But we need to get on our knees and pray for mercy and the healing of this nation. Or do you just want to wait for devastating chaos, crisis, and tragedy to drive us there? God does not need America. America needs God. That's why we are here at the American Constitutionalist. We are going to provide that path to that restoration of this nation. It's bathed in prayer. It will not be easy. It will be hard. But if 21st century American Patriot Minutemen will join with us, we will provide the path to returning America to be one nation under God, indivisible with liberty, justice, and freedom for all. If you will join us, please pray. Please share this podcast with as many God-fearing constitutional conservatives as you can. For Cliff DeCamp, this is Jeff Tokar asking you to tell them to join us at the American Constitutionalist, where we still support and believe in God, America, and freedom.